have your sports curiosity cured. And here comes Nolan for the hat again. He points. What's the point? Can you believe he called the shot? Look at him. Oh. <laughs> One-on-one snapper. A veteran of the sports reporting game for over 25 years. Yeah. Brian Mormon is going to fake it on the run, and he's going to come up short. Oh! Oh, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor came from about 30 yards and just ran right to Breaking down Edmonton's favorite teams. Here comes Gretzky again with Curry. Gretzky into the slot. He scores! Oh. Four goals for Gretzky. What a show the kid's putting on. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carrius Show. For Saul 104, February 2nd, another dandy day in Edmonton. Uh, looking for a high of about, oh, plus six or so. Weekend looks good. Still out of the deep phrase for, well, up until the first week of February. We're looking sharp, feeling groovy. And you know what? The weekend is here. So let's tear up the old pea patch clicker in the Schnell and make a fast break to the 11 o'clock hour. And we will do so as we do every Friday with our Friday guest. Brought to you by Bonton Bakery. An Edmonton fan favorite since it opened in 1956. Their slow and steady approach is a tradition that they are proud of, and it shows in their products order online at bonton.ca. And that means we welcome in the king, the gun, the fire, the real deal, Eddie Steele. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, KK and Duke. How you boys doing? Doing outstanding. And uh, just to let you know that uh, Edgar from Bonton Bakery is going to make a little appearance here in about, Ooh. oh, I don't know, half an hour, 40 minutes. And Well, I'll tell you can what. Can you uh, get the choppers going here uh, yet or not? Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. We have a huge show lined up today. And yes. when you told me, you called and told me yesterday what we have lined up, mm-hmm. I, I got pumped and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So it's going to be an awesome one, starting with some Bonton. <laughs> This oh, morning. Kelly McClung is right here. We'll get her in in a second, too. Um, yes, Edgar is going to drop off some goodies. But So you had the surgery. Then you had the eye thing. You've been all over the map in the hospitals. You've been in and out of procedures, uh, but you're feeling 100 per right now? Yeah, like I said, it's not quite 100 70. per, but yeah, about 75, 80. Uh, the one thing, though, that I want to ask you real quick Uh-oh. here, unsports-related, everybody keeps talking about it's a new month, February, uh, uh, January, but we can't wait till February. And, you know, my <laughs> wife included, and my January has been kind of a drag, you know, a couple been. of surgeries and been on the couch for about three weeks straight so I've been ready to get up and get at it and since it turned February 1st I've really had um, a a change in my luck per se you know I had a great day yesterday you called me (laughs) in the midst of my great day and told me how good of a show we were going to have today I'm thinking man February's here and things are looking up already plus it's a Friday payday everything (laughs) is good Uh, Puxatawney Phil didn't see a shadow today Eddie so Mm. out in wherever that is Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. So that means no... No, yeah, no uh, early spring, right? Well, it means an early spring. That means the early 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 spring. Okay. I don't know, is it, I think it's Balzac Billy in Alberta. Yeah. He'll probably get, yeah, take a couple hours for him to 
wake up or whatever. We'll hear from Bill. Yeah, Billy boy. Uh, <laughs> maybe I thought I, I thought you were maybe in Toronto at the Michael Bublé after party. Oh, not this guy. <laughs> Bublé was too, too turned up for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll probably address that as the morning uh, goes on. But so anyway, you're back to 70% after... Couple of tough weeks. Yeah, I'm back. The biggest thing is I got the green light from the surgeon that I can work out. So that that means I'm really back. And that, that means I can um, I can be a better person. I can <laughs> I can let a little stress out so I can be a better father, oh, a better boy. husband. I can come up and be here and be better with you in the morning. The guy from SNL. Are we going to have the reaffirmation? Like are you looking in the mirror here? Or what? I'm like Laddie. I'm the football Laddie. He's he's pretty dedicated to his lifting and his workout yeah. routine. I don't wake up at 4 a.m. to do it. I'll tell you that. But I am just as dedicated. So the reason that you were so excited is because we're going to have Lawal Ugwak in studio with us uh, coming up at uh, 8:20. So he'll sit and talk with us for, well, hopefully, you know, 20, 30 minutes or whatever. But what uh, what a couple of days for Lawal. Jeez, what, what, that, what would that, if you were in Lawal, and I'm sure you're going to ask him a lot. I, I how, many, how many questions did oh, you write I, out I, yesterday? I, you're going to have to hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, forget just a couple for of our, days. Just for our listeners, like, so Lawal Uguak, you know, he was at Harry Ainley, went to Connecticut, then went to TCU, then signed with the Montreal Alouettes, gets a great cup ring. And two days ago, signs with the, sorry, three days ago, signs with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and like it's been a cool couple of days for him, but years, really, a couple of years because last year he was playing in the national championship with TCU and NCAA. This year, winning a great cup, uh, signing in the NFL. Like it's just been a couple year run where this kid has seen nothing but success, and I'm so amped up to talk to him. And like I say, I got a list of questions a mile long for him. Well, it's hilarious that we were started to talk about him. He just gave me a thumbs up. I gave him the directions to where he has to come today, and he just gave me the thumbs up just now. Perfect. Like, literally, like thirty seconds ago. Perfect. So I, I mean, what a story! And we had Tyler Greenslade in, and Tyler Greenslade, uh, we had him in yesterday. He's the head coach of the football team at Harry Ainley and when in grade 10 he said he was in the weight room and uh, Tyler was in there a couple other coaches Lawal was in there lifting and working out and someone said to him you know if you stay on this track and thing you take care of your studies you know you could go and play at the University of Alberta and he said with all due respect, and then maybe the CFL, and you know, I mean, mm-hmm. with all mm-hmm. due respect, he said, "I'm going to play in the NFL." Mm. So that's, he's that's got a long way vision. to go. A that's long way vision, to go, though. and he'll be the first to tell you that when he comes in today. That's you got to have that mentality. Mm-hmm. Shoot for the moon, land on the stars. There you go. Uh, Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele, Sports fourteen forty seven oh six. Another great day in Edmonton. Thanks so much for tuning in on all our platforms, Sports fourteen forty dot ca on the AM dial, and of course on our many many platforms on iHeartRadio and all the apps. Too numerous for me to remember all the time. I've been trying to get the Duke to write something out for me every morning, but it's just not happening. Morning, Duke. How are you? Morning, Kevin. Eddie. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy uh, <laughs> Happy Groundhog Day! Yes, did you know that Paxitani Phil did not? I, I didn't. I don't bother with yeah. that. I only care about the local, the no, so the local news. Have you, do you know this Balzac Billy personally? Have you gone out to witness this or something or what? No, and I've always been confused about this. Like, is a groundhog not just a gopher? Is 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 it a different? Um, 
branch of the oh, of, the, guys, of gonna, the rodent family. What are we going to start that he's related to the seals here? Yeah, we're, we're going to get back again? into our genealogy, our animal, uh, our animal genealogy. No, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know Balzac Billy, but um, I think we'll maybe touch on a little Groundhog Day news mm. in uh, in or out uh, later oh, this hour. Oh so. wow! Of course, looking forward to that. Uh, so last night they had the NHL All Star Draft for the game on Saturday afternoon. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl were captain, co-captain with Will Arnett, who was probably the most normal guy on the of the captains, normal person, I should say, normal person <laughs> yeah. of the four captains. Um, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle had uh, their first selection was Connor Hellebuck, which was sort of a bit of a surprise. And then uh, David Pasternak, Rasmus Dahlin, Robert Thomas, Sam Reinhardt, Sergei Bobrovsky, Boone Jenner, Nick Suzuki, and then Thomas Hurdle got the draw of the cards. So I don't think it really matters who's who on the team. I think that Connor and Leon probably wanted to play with Pasternak. I would assume there's a good chance that they could probably slide in there and play with Pasternak mm-hmm. and, and have some fun. Have some, exactly. I was just going to say fun. Yeah. The Duke, you said that the, the Hughes uh, boys would take uh, your buddy Lindholm right off the op. Wasn't even close. <laughs> he barely. He, he, he might as well have been the last overall pick. He barely made it to the four guys that were decided Random with the up. cards from Which, Davey Keon. How, uh, this, this is just my opinion. Like that was so lame. Like have somebody be picked last. Like that's <laughs> funny. Instead of just the four final guys, it's like randomized with the, the cards that uh, Keon had. Like just it's it's a draft. Somebody will well, be last yeah, because they it. didn't want every anyone to feel poorly. What kind of these are professional <sighs> athletes? It's the, th- it's the thing. It's the play, playground mentality. Twenty twenty four. You know. Yep. I this is a true story. Uh, we had to do one of those uh, courses about two years ago where I was on a a big. Uh, there was twenty some people from our pre- my previous employer from across Canada. And the mediator had a question and said, when you were young, were you one of the first people on the playground picked or were you one of the last people on the playground picked? And if so, what did it do for your confidence? Da, 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 da. Well, it went for a few people and then got to me and I said, I was the guy doing the picking. <laughs> yes, you were, it never went over too well with the, with the mediator that, and some man. of the other people. That, so. That's real right there. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so we have Lawalu Guac coming up uh, at uh, 8.20. Of course, Mark Spector will be with us at uh, 8 o'clock for uh, On the Mark for Booster Deuce and uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, looking forward to speaking with Anna Dua after the first break. Uh, Anna's in Toronto, Duke, for the NHL All-Star Game, so I'm sure she would have a very good uh, insight, some scope on what happened last night and what's moving forward today. should mention that uh, Frank Saravalli just... Uh, posted a few minutes ago uh, that there will be an announcement this afternoon for the 2025 international tournament so that's that best on best tournament that everyone's been talking about it uh, will be hosted in montreal and boston it's the four nations that are competing will be again canada finland sweden and united states but um, this is something that's been bandied about and talked about and leaked for quite some time and Frank also says, not totally clear yet if today also includes confirming Olympic participation, but that is on track for 2026. And we were talking about that kind of all week about how, you know, all the players want this. Yeah. They want to get back to a best on best. They want to get back to the Olympics. They want to see, the, or, or they want to have the opportunity to be on the world's biggest stage. It's a start with four nations, 
but there's a lot of there's a lot of great players. Tournament? What would it be? What would it look oh, like? Like off the top of your mind, just slight little round robin style. Quickly, yeah, yeah. like a real quick round robin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really wear a lot of these guys out. No, you're not. You don't want them to play six, seven games. I mean, the best in the world have been talking about it, and you know, Connor McDavid is now 27, yeah. and no Olympics, and potentially might not. So yeah, it's it's a start. There's so many things, and again, we were talking about the 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 players all want this. The PA wants it. The owners would want it if there were a little bit better. No, if there were a relationship with the IOC. There is no relationship between the IOC and the NHL, and that's why the owners don't like it. The IOC is like FIFA. You know, just, we don't have enough time to get into that yeah, rabbit hole. They're because, two corrupt exactly. organizations. Two yeah. corrupt Filthy. organizations. Filthy. Text lines open, one 401 1440. Uh, Stair Farmer says the NHL All-Star Draft was a snooze fest. Uh, I didn't... So the I just watched the very end, just as I was crawling into bed on a replay sometime. And so these guys had skates on, and then they had their like their protective covers at the end. Some of these guys is that what I saw? Like on their skates? Yeah, like oh, the guys I- that weren't picked. The guys that picked up the cards, I believe, were that's what I saw. I think they still had skates on, but mm-hmm. now they're up on the on the. Oh platform. yeah, they they instead of like in the commercial break peeling the skates off, they just had like the skate guards on. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, my personal opinion, it was not good. Like it was not exciting. It was boring. The I mean, obviously, like John Bucci-Gross and uh, our good friend of the program, David <laughs> Amber, are like pr- as pros pros as it gets in terms of hosting and stuff. But like these are hockey players, and they're not the most um, easy to to like no. engage well, with. Lack and stuff. Like, an expression be, of they're, personality. They're, they're naturally guarded because that's like how they're trained to be. Like they're, they're almost indoctrinated to be robots with the media. But it's just like the hockey culture with in, in, interacting with media. So like when they're trying to have some laughs with them in between breaks, but like who are you going to pick? What's the strategy? Like it, it just doesn't land. It doesn't come across. But then the fact that they were like, out on the ice, the guys skate up to get their jerseys. <laughs> the goalies were still wearing their goalie skates, which if you ever see goalie skates out from under the cover of the pads, they're like gaudy, awful-looking mm. things. They make their feet look nine sizes bigger than they actually are. Why couldn't you just get them a pair of player skates? Don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, like, don't I caught know. it on Sports Center, and that was all I needed to see. So the skills competition is tonight. Connor McDavid will go in the fastest skater. He won that three consecutive years, 2017 to 2019. He'll go in the passing challenge and the stick handling competition. Leon Dreisaitl will go into the stick handling competition as well. He'll go in the one-timers event and the passing challenge as well. Uh, Again, you go in these events in the first six rounds, the points are weighted similar. Uh, And then there's another event. And then the eighth round, the points double because they... I guess they feel like if you if were too far ahead, no one could catch you. I get it, but I don't know. Speaking of all-star games and events, you guys catch any of the uh, passing from the NFL yesterday? No. Or no. any of the events? I saw no. I saw one social media clip of my boy CJ Stroud throwing dots. Yeah, oh, I didn't see it. anything. I just saw a little bit of Tua. Tua was chucking ducks. Hmm. 
We're going to take a quick break here. Coming up uh, right after that break will be Anna Dua from the NHL Network. We'll have Spectre at 8. Luwalu Guac in studio, the Great Cup champion. Jeff Chadia, NFL.com, will guest with us at 9.20. Scotty Edwards from Pandas Basketball, uh, the head coach. The Pandas are hosting nationals in about oh, five weeks or so. Then we'll uh, check in with Cody Jansen from the Saskatchewan Rush, play-by-play man. Uh, that's coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. That... Uh, that was a wild night last night, uh, Eddie, and I'm just ready to rock and roll with you today. Are you too? I'm ready. I'm ready. I wonder how <laughs> Bublé's feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's feeling no, just... No hangover. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. No doubt. Uh, Anadua, coming up right after the break. It's Carries. it's Steel, it's 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Puck Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services that they offer as we welcome back Anna Dua from NHL Network to the program. Uh, Anna, you're with Kevin Carries again and Eddie Steele, Great Cup champion. Welcome back to Sports 1440. Good morning in Toronto. How are you? We're doing great here. How how are you after a wild night in Toronto last night? Uh, it's been fun. I love that the All Star Game is here this year. You know, like I'm biased because I'm from <laughs> Toronto, but it's nice to be back home in Canada because we love hockey up here. So it's nice for the league to get a little piece of that. What was the vibe? What was the feeling? I guess uh, last night with the draft and the other festivities that they had. Yeah, the city's buzzing. I know for the fanfare, there was like a two and a half hour line to get in. So it's clear that everyone's super pumped about being down here for all of the festivities. And the player draft is something that I loved when I was growing up. So I'm thrilled that they brought it back. And we had a couple of fans in the arena too, and they were all super pumped about it being back. So great start, great kickoff to All-Star Weekend. It's been just a blast so far. What did you make of the draft? Who do you think has the best team? Uh, the draft was great. I had a great time. I like that the Hughes brothers went kind of strategical and they chose like Nikita Kucherov first overall. Like I thought that was pretty smart to do. I thought they were going to do Brady Kachuk because they're friends with him. So mm. it was nice to see that they were putting in a lot of thought into the team that they were drafting. No shocker there that Team Matthews got all the Maple Leafs on their roster. So I don't know how they managed to pull it off. I feel like there were probably some backdoor conversations to get both William Nylander and Mitch Marner on their team, but all the teams stacked up well. Team McKinnon getting Sidney Crosby, who wasn't even there. He was represented by a little kid, was super cute. And Team McDavid, they look pretty solid as well. It was just fun to see the players draft like Mm -hmm. their teams again. That was one of my favorite things from when I was younger, so I love that the NHL brought that back. Anna Dua, NHL Network, our guest, Kevin Carries, Eddie Steele, and Eddie's got one for you, Anna. Anna, how many uh, All-Star games have you covered? Or All-Star weekends, I should say. This is my second one. So I did Florida last year. That was my first year with the league and the network, and then this is my mm-hmm. second one. So, I, I once again, I'm biased, but I love being back home for All-Star weekend, and I think Toronto's showing up for it for sure. Go ahead, Eddie. In yeah. terms of uh, you and what you're doing there, are you uh, really just trying to pump out as much content or you have any specific angles you're trying to go after yourself personally over this weekend? Yeah, busy, busy day yesterday and uh, the day before. So getting a lot of content there, trying to showcase a bit 
of Toronto and how they're hosting the event. I mean, it's super different from Florida last year, right? So with Florida, the big angle was trying to grow hockey in markets where it wasn't the most popular sport and where the team was having success, but they're trying to grow like the love of the game, trying to grow more appreciation for the sport. And in Toronto, I mean, it's like the heart of hockey. Uh, I know everywhere in Canada is, so they're going to dispute that when I say it. But I mean, here it's a completely different vibe. So trying to capture that a little bit and showcase it to the folks who aren't here has been pretty awesome and then I mean getting to talk to all of the best players in the league all in one spot it makes my job much easier so I don't have to travel to many places so it's been fun but get to relax a little bit during skills and the actual event because the busy two days were the last two days yeah Anna do a NHL network with us uh, Kevin Carey said he's still uh, 725 in Edmonton so Anna today what would be on your agenda today to for your coverage and your plans moving forward so the skills competition is today, which I love watching. Um, I know everyone always says that the All-Star Game is for the kids, and truly it is, because it's fun to watch like your favorite players compete in different competitions. And when I was a kid, I loved watching the skills competition. But now I'm older, and I still love watching it. So it's great to see that happen. And they have a different format this year. So there's going to be an overall champion in skills. They take home like a million dollars. So that's going to be fun to see who comes out on top of that one. Mm-hmm. This is a little uh, dig at... Toronto, maybe not not at you, but a little dig at, at Toronto. What was it like for your great grandfather to see the '67 Maple Leafs uh, kind of get the Keith Magnuson Award last night? Oh my God, <laughs> that was a little bit of a dig, you know. Like all all anyone's hoping is, I mean, my dad was five years old when the Leafs last won the Stanley <laughs> Cup, so all my dad's hoping is he remembers the Leafs Stanley Cup going forward. But that team is just super special and. All of Canada's like this, and it's definitely really special for me working in the States now to be able to come back up north and show people what it's like in hockey culture in Canada. And mm-hmm. Toronto is one of those cities that they just love the sport so much, and they love that team so much. And I know they support the Leafs despite how well they're doing or how poorly they're doing. And getting to see them being honored is just a super special moment for Toronto, my family as well. But we're hoping that we can have a little bit more recent success in my lifetime. At least. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I think a lot of Leaf fans out here are feeling the same way, Anna. <laughs> What's the biggest difference when, again, you travel both sides of the border here doing a lot of work? you know, in the States, probably more than in Canada, I would assume. But what's the biggest difference that you see just with fans, uh, with the reaction, uh, how you're going about your job, about your business uh, between Canada and the U.S.? Yeah, so most of the work I do now is in the States, and it's quite different. I mean, uh, every hockey market is super different. and it's, it's nice to see in different places, like I'm based out of New York right now, and how much the New Jersey Devils have grown as well. I do their broadcast this year, and seeing their fans sell out games is super special because that wasn't the case a couple of years ago. And in other smaller markets like Florida last year for All-Star, it was great to see all the fans show up and younger fans get really ingrained in the game and that's like a different side of it. But in Canada, obviously, it's a big part of our community and it's a big part of our culture and getting to film stuff up here and like even talking to my production teams who are from the States, I've been pretty heavy on the fact that like, hockey is just a part of life here and it's nice to be able to showcase that i mean i probably wouldn't have played hockey or like been in the sport my entire life if i didn't grow up here and i'm very grateful to have grown up here in a place where that's just life and it's nice to be back home and like showcase that to the league because the states is great and i'm glad that the sport is growing and obviously usa hockey is becoming super competitive as is all the european countries but hockey in canada is just something really really special it's just 
so different and getting to be here getting to experience it and getting to showcase that to everyone that I'm working with and the content that I'm creating is something that I'm just super passionate about because like obviously I'm back home but finally people are getting to see in terms of the content and just being here how special hockey is to Canada. Now Anna I see that you are pretty passionate about the Devils and of course like you mentioned you do the coverage for the Devils. Uh, What's going on with the Devils this year? Is it just simple enough to say that it's uh, some poor goaltending because they've been struggling this year? They have. Okay, I promise I'm going to make a hot take here. I said it on Twitter as well, but the Devils are making the playoffs, guys. Ooh, like boy. they're not they're not done now. I promise you that. But yeah, the goaltending issues for New Jersey have been the biggest concern that they have. It's kind of like a similar situation that the Leafs are in and the Oilers were in too earlier this year. Uh, you can have the greatest offense in the entire world, but if you can't stop pucks, you're going to be in a bit of trouble and that's kind of where they are in. To their credit, they've also had pretty terrible injury luck at different points this year. A lot of their key forward players have been out. Jack Hughes has been out, and he's going to return after the All-Star game probably shortly, and that's going to turn this team around. But he's been out for a decent amount of time. And when there's a massive difference in the New Jersey Devils from when he plays and when he doesn't. Nico Heischer's been out for a decent amount of time. Timo Meyer was dealing with injury issues. Like, the list can go on with this team. So having those problems combined with a little bit of concerns that they have in their back end and even in terms of, like, their defense outside of their goaltending, Dougie Hamilton's out. So the list kind of goes on. They're not exactly the team they were last year that was tearing up the league, but I, I have a good feeling, and once again, I'm not biased, that they're going to oh, go no. the heater in the second half. <laughs> Where are they at with Dougie Hamilton? I mean, it's a tough situation for Dougie to be in, but I feel like they have a lot of young defensemen on their back end that can kind of pick up the slack there. He's out long term, so that's like a huge blow for the New Jersey Devils, and I think they're going to kind of see how he's feeling and what the situation is come playoff time. But until then, they have a lot of solid young defensemen on that back end, and you're wondering if Luke Hughes takes the next step. He's certainly getting the opportunity to right now on the first power play unit. When Dougie Hamilton was still Mm -hmm. on the roster, Luke Hughes was still playing on the first power play unit, so it seemed like that was an opportunity that the team wanted to give him to begin with, and we're going to see if he can run with it now because he's never going to get a better chance. Any chance he can get back by the end of the year? Uh, it's unlikely, but if he does, good on him. I wonder if he'll be back in the playoffs, though. I think that would be yeah. key if the Devils can squeak in. That would be a huge addition to help them get a deep run in the postseason. Yeah, that's kind of where I was getting at if he had a chance even to get back uh, and by year's end, uh, if not uh, the playoffs. So, uh, Anna Dua with us, NHL Network. Uh, last time you were on, Anna, I never got the chance to ask you about when you started coaching kids with the Washington Capitals Academy. What's that all about? I did. I always say that's like my favorite job that I've ever had. So I played hockey down in the States when I was in high school in the D.C. area. And I got to coach a bunch of kids with the Washington Capitals Academy while I was down there. Great program. When I was down there, their coaching staff was super involved in coaching as well. So we had kids from all over the country come over and the Capitals had just won a Stanley Cup. So there was a lot of hype and a lot of excitement and getting to see all the kids really get engaged. And for me, seeing a lot of girls in the area get engaged and come out and learn how to play hockey and be in these higher intensity hockey camps it was just so special because once again like everyone in Canada plays hockey but seeing like folks in the states get really into it and the Capitals won was just awesome to see yeah what was the reaction from all the kids 
Uh, they were thrilled. I mean, we were lucky in Washington in that area to have like a superstar player like Alex Ovechkin, who was one of my favorite players growing up. And I know he was instrumental to the growth of the sport in the States. Like truly he was. A lot of people in that area looked up to him and he was the reason that they started playing hockey. So when they won the Stanley Cup, I mean, it was day and night. Because when I was a kid, like my dad's from the area, my mom's Canadian. And whenever I would go down and I would tell people I played hockey, uh, they were like, oh, like field hockey. And I was like, no, no, like I hockey and that wasn't a huge thing down there so to be able to grow up a couple of years later and see all these people love the sport so much it just like made my day Mm, that's awesome so anna being home for all the all-star weekend um how often keeping it real or i know you're gonna have a busy schedule shouldn't say how often but how much are you going to be able to uh, see the family so I came up early. So I, the second I finished my last show in New York on Thursday, I was like, guys, I'm out. So I came up to Toronto on Friday. I was with the family pretty much until today. I'm going to be pretty busy this weekend. They're going to be downtown for some of the festivities as well, which is really nice. But I've been camping out at home until tonight, just eating home <laughs> food and getting to be back home. I've had the time of my life. A couple of my coworkers were like, when are you getting to Toronto? And I was like, I've been in Toronto since Friday. So as soon as I could get here, I've been back home and I've loved every second of it. Well, really appreciate your time this morning, Anna. Thanks for, for coming on again. Good luck this weekend. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. And uh, we'll be looking forward to your reporting uh, to check out what's happening at the All-Star Game. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. That's Anna Dua and our Puck Report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Head to FountainTire.com to check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. That's tough. When you go home, everyone wants a piece of you, right? Totally. Your mom and dad, you're, no, no, let's see. Gotta see grandma. Yeah. That was funny, though. She, she kind of caught that dig about your great grandfather. Oh, yeah, she, she did. She goes, yeah, my dad was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So he, he wouldn't remember it, obviously, when the Leafs last won. 1967. Jeez. Man. A lot of people are confused. So this Keith Magnuson Award, uh, we had a texter, uh, Klaus from Beaumont, says awarding the man of the year to an entire team is confusing and stupid only in Toronto uh, for Toronto. And I don't know. I, I don't know if there's been any other teams that have won the Keith Magnuson Award. Keith Magnuson was a pretty tough customer. Mm. Really tough. Uh, fought all comers. Played for Chicago mostly in the NHL. Nasty, eh? Nasty guy. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Toronto will do it up big, though, this weekend. You oh, know, yeah. it's Toronto. Yeah. They'll do it up big. As much as there's a, a dislike there, they'll do it up really big this weekend. It should be a dandy. Uh, when we come back, Eddie, you can grab it. Go ahead. When we come back... We will have, are you in or are you out? And that's because we're doing it a little earlier today because we've got Lawal Ugwak in studio. So uh, that's coming up. In or out with Eddie Steele when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program, the 740 break, which means the Duke comes through with BA. Also, playlist Friday, request Friday. I've already put mine in for later. I hope it, the Duke can get to it. It's a song Eddie has never heard about in his life. Silver Wings by Merle Haggard. Never, uh, heard. I've never even heard oh. of Merle. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Uh, and it gets better because Edgar from Bonton Bakery just came in, dropped off a whole whack of goodies for us. And the best thing ever, so we were talking about truffle oil one time, and the Duke was, what's the deal with truffles and truffle oil? So, Edgar, these are uh, truffle chips. So just kind of slide over to Eddie there and 
So those are a truffle chip for the Duke. Yeah, truffle chip uh, for rich, the rich and famous, and, <laughs> well, and we know he. When I think of the is, uh, when I think of rich he, and famous, yeah, I think yeah. of the Duke. Yeah, he he'll, he should take this to the hockey games with him this weekend, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, truffle chips with some lobster flavor, even just to elevate it a little wow. bit more. Yeah. Well, Eddie, you're fired up because you got a bunch of stuff there. We got the uh, Teddy Lasso cookies. Uh, it's a what do you call it again? Yeah, biscuits. Biscuits oh, for yeah, the boss. Biscuits with the boss. Biscuits. We've done it yeah. for, for Valentine's. Yeah. yeah, so, and I mean, thanks so much for uh, bringing all this stuff in. And it's a little, uh, as Edgar said, it's less sugar for, for us because he feels, Eddie, that you and I could probably use Well, w- what the truth is, he, he's known <laughs> that I've been down and out for about three weeks, stagnant. So everything's gone right to the hips. Oh. So he knew, he knew me. Yeah. And the fact that he came in, uh, shout out to Bonton, yeah. Edgar, man. But, just... The absolute kindness, the care package that he just brought, just the variety of different goodies and treats that they supply and offer. And man, I I absolutely love this place. Love it. Just saw Terry Evans from K97 come in and you could just, he was smelling something. Yeah. He wanted a piece. Yeah. He wanted a piece. Yeah. He he can maybe get the second or third running once the Sports 1440 boys and girls get through, through everything. And with a little teaser for our better halves, I know mine is listening. There's a surprise for you too. Me? What are you talking? <laughs> My better half. Oh. <laughs> I, our, our, both Sorry. of our better halves. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was sort of drifted off there. I, I was in Buble land. <laughs> you were on the Buble. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Edgar, for coming in. Uh, sit down if you want to watch for, or listen for uh, uh, our next segment is uh, Are You In or Are You Out? Here we go. We had some great times. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. Well, we just got these, actually. Normally we do in or out a little later, right, Eddie? We probably do it at about an hour later at 8.40, so we just got these from the Duke, and I really like this first one because... It's kind of appropriate. Hot hot off the press. Uh, and yes, just as you mentioned, uh, Kevin, the uh, one of maybe the biggest storyline out of last night's All-Star Draft, uh, Michael Bublé revealing in the post-draft presser that he was uh, on a little bit of... Um some, some substances, perhaps. Let's just call it that. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen the clip online, I encourage you to go check it out. Definitely worth a laugh. Uh, but I'm saying if the NHL were to keep this player draft format for the All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend, they should change it so just the celebrity captains are doing the draft and they're required to be on hallucinogenic drugs. Uh, you know, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer here. Uh, sorry. Boom. I'm, I'm going to be out on this. Uh, I just... I, I'll be honest, I... And I know I'm going to take some heat for this, uh, but I think, I think when Michael Bublé watches the tape this morning, he's going to go. Uh, I wish I probably would have been a little bit better, just mm. a little bit better. Mm. So that's where I'm going to go with this. I'm not. I, I get that he's you know a, a world class entertainer and and everything like that, and they're trying to get some, uh, you know, get get the get the All Star game going, trying to get everything uh, to another level, get interest involved. But I'm going to say I'm out on this. I just think it was uh, just a little over the top for me. Interesting, interesting. I I was, uh, for the comedic aspect, 
yeah, I'm in. It's funny, but hearing you talk and being someone who's been in the media for 30 plus years, not 25 years per the ad that we run here. I'm, more, I'm, more than 25 years. I, I, I'm with 33, you, man. It's a catch-all. It's a catch-all. Yeah, 33. KK, I'm with you. Okay. Like, you wake up the next day and, no, it's not going to shatter his no. brand or anything like that, but... Uh, what's the all-star game about that I've been hearing about for the past two weeks? It ain't for us. It's for the kids, yeah. for the young people who are watching, so. right? So to just be that out there with it. And I was saying to you guys off air, like, I can't believe he just exposed himself mm-hmm. for no reason like that, you know? like So I, I'm with you. There's a sense of professionalism, and I don't think he's that's something that he's going to feel the best about this morning. Yep. Duke, you're in, probably. It's just funny. Yeah. And uh, like like I said off the top, like the draft was pretty boring. And I think for the, the whole kids thing, I believe the skills comp, the all-star game, I think that is for the kids. If they're trying to get more people watching it, the draft is where they can do that because this is where you're hoping that maybe a, a player says something a little, uh, you know, controversial, drops an F-bomb on the hot mics, yada, yada. Like, this is where you could have a little more fun with it. And obviously, this would never actually happen. But, like, if we'd known the whole time, like, looking back, if we understand that Buble was on, uh, uh, what was he, what he was told, a micro dose of mushrooms, then he can be like, yeah, that makes uh, pretty good sense because he was certainly a little spacey uh, out there on the stage. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't know. It just could provide a little uh, comedic relief to the evening and afternoon because Lord knows it uh, it needed it yesterday. Here's one real quick. The, not all the graphic details, but when I was playing with the riders, I've done less uh, and was exposed quite severely and did not feel good about that, you know, and I did less than what Buble did. So, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how good that is. We don't know what he did last night. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll leave that to the imagination. But uh, with the uh, the All-Star game in Toronto, of course, back north of the border for the first time in uh, quite some time, I believe Montreal was the last city to host uh, on the Canadian side, but uh, I, I don't think the city of Edmonton will maybe hmm. ever, but definitely not host an NHL All-Star game uh, throughout the duration of Connor McDavid's career, which is uh, a little crazy. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm out on this. I think that Ice District has come a long way. I think that uh, the city and the Oilers Entertainment Group still want to take that area, mostly the Oilers Entertainment Group. Maybe they'll get $350 million like uh, Calgary did to spruce up some areas around there. But I think the, that they want to have that area top-notch, and there's some areas in that downtown ice district that, that still need some work. Once that's done, I think that then we will see an all-star game and – I should say, you know what, it could be the draft too, Duke, so they're not going to get both. So I'll just say, yeah, they'll, I'll, I'll just say, I'll go on a limb and I'll say, yes, they will get an all-star game before. I think a draft it's, is much more likely than okay. an all-star game based almost exclusively on our climate. Well, what if they had the all-star game this weekend? It would be just fine, wouldn't sure it? Sure would be, but they can't really predict this most mm-hmm. of the time. So Get you, yeah. But Edmonton in the summer, obviously, like, beautiful and the weather is gorgeous virtually uh, for the entirety of the four plus months so i I think a draft would be much more likely than an all-star game okay i'm out i'm out i I think it could happen too you know great arena great district and if you did you guys see that poll that came out uh this past week in terms of the the visiting 
uh, venues and cities to play in, Edmonton was fairly high on the list. Mm -hmm. So players like coming here, like we were talking about recently. My Winnipeg, my beloved Winnipeg, 44% of the players, that's the top place they hate going to. Yeah, not very high on people's uh, destination Mm. list, unfortunately. Pains me. Unfortunately. Uh, Number three. We talked about this uh, very briefly off the, off the hop. Frank Cervalli, our uh, friend of the program and weekly contributor, reporting that uh, a best-on-best hockey tournament could be in the works for 2025. Uh, in the year 2025, mm-hmm. uh, with how far so many nations have come with their uh, progress of developing hockey players, any quote-unquote best-on-best tournament cannot call itself that with only four countries playing. I am in on this. You cannot call this a best-on-best tournament when you have Leon Dreisaitl, David Pasternak sitting on the sidelines, two of the best players in the world. So um, it's just the way it is. I understand their concept, the limited uh, availability they have for a window, the fact that they can't have... Like, where does it stop? Are you going to have Slovakia? Then you're going to have Czech? Are you going to have... Where is it going to end? You're going to have Germany... So they would take the top four countries that are basically on the world power stage in hockey. I get what they're trying to do, but can't call it best on best. Totally with you. Totally with you. Uh, And that's why I was scratching my head earlier asking, like, how could they even do a tournament with four nations? Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't make sense. That's not best on best. So, yeah, no, totally out. And uh, often uh, forgotten, at least up here uh, north of the border. <laughs> it is also Pro Bowl weekend uh, for the NFL as they uh, take the week off in advance of the Super Bowl. The Pro Bowl is the worst of all the four major North American sports all-star, quote-unquote all-star weekends, if you want to call them that. And it like they've tried. They're doing the flag football thing now with the Manning brothers, but it's still not even worth tuning into. Uh, it, the, the Pro Bowl should be completely retooled, if not replaced in its entirety. Oh, I'll take this Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having the pads on myself. I uh, totally, the Pro Bowl is such a waste of time. <laughs> it's the football, there's a certain speed and a certain violence, you know, like it or dislike it, uh, that comes with the game. And when you see football played, um, you know, pardon my language, half-assed, it's just not right. Mm-hmm. It's not right at all. When you see the linemen on the line of scrimmage, just <laughs> the ball is snapped Hanging and they on, just eh? stand up. Yeah. Like everybody just literally stands up and doesn't do anything. Eh, it's, that's not what we're here for. Again, just have uh, – Duke, you were saying that your buddy C.J. Stroud had, was throwing darts or something? In the, in the yeah, skills? Yeah, throwing some dots in the skills competition. Oh. The tar- like, they literally so, just throw them at targets. So have that. The yeah. fans can... I think it's more about the fans having a chance to interact with players. That's all this is. Figure out whatever you're doing. If it's just going to be throwing footballs through tires, then whatever it is. Figure that out. You know, golf carts with nets on them like they had back in the day. Figure that all out. Get rid of all this other stuff. Yeah, the skills comps are what people want to see out of All-Star Weekend. Make sure you have the ability to have kids and fans, young fans, interact with the players. That's all it's about. Totally. In in every sport, it's that the Saturday event, or hockey is today, the Friday, the the NBA with the three-point, the dunk Mm -hmm. comp, the NFL with the used to be the bench press and all that stuff. That's what people really want to see. Yes. 
And last, but certainly not least, it is Groundhog Day today, February the 2nd, and uh, you already said what Pucks to Tawny Phil said for yeah, our friends, Phil. friends out to the east, uh, but here in Alberta, I think we've been a little too fortunate thus far this winter, and I think we will be having <laughs> six more weeks of winter. I don't know if it's going to be bad winter, maybe it'll be just six more weeks of the winter we've currently endured, which is pretty favorable, but six more weeks of winter nonetheless. You know, I was looking at the Environment for um, Environment Canada check, forecast. Check the yeah. almanac. <laughs> no, I don't know. But again, as I said off the top of the show, we are clear. The coldest it looks like it's going to be is about minus fifteen right through February 9th. Mm, take that. So, was it Balzac Billy again, Duke? Yeah. Where's this Wyerton Willie? Is he around? Is he a Canadian guy out east? Oh, I is think that- he's an Ontario guy. Wyerton Willie's in Ontario somewhere. Balzac Billy's obviously in Balzac, Alberta. Okay. And then this Phil guy is out in Pennsylvania. We'll see what Billy has to say today. I don't know any, but I don't know. I'll say this is the mildest winter we've ever had that I can remember, and it's going to continue that way. So uh, we will not be having six more weeks of winter, which let's see. Let, we got to get down to 20, 20 below for a winter. Yeah, in a lot of snow. Yes. Um, I'm out too. Okay. I'm out. It's been a very mild, like you said, winter. Oh, we yes. had that snap of 10 days in January here, but other than that, it's been a beautiful winter. Forgot to mention, uh, Mike is on my side, and it's a point I forgot to make. Mike, thank you for this about uh, point number two. The city of Edmonton will not host an NHL All-Star game during Connor McDavid's career. And Mike says again, and we forgot to mention, Edmonton won't get a draft. They've decided on non-centralization of drafts moving forward, right? So that means the draft is out. So that means the chances of an all-star game are better. What do you think of that, Duke? How do you like them apples, Duke? I don't Monk. care for them at all. Uh, actually, it doesn't It doesn't change my opinion. I still don't like... You still don't think they'll I, get an all-star I, I game I just here? don't think they'll bring an all-star game to Edmonton because, as the question said, in the career of Connor McDavid, which I think we all hope and believe will be in its entirety with the Edmonton Oilers, mm-hmm. but... You talk about getting the rest of the downtown kind of cleaned up and ready to host an event of this scale. Um, I don't see that happening within the time frame of Connor McDavid's career, where they're comfortable bringing uh, bringing an event of that scale mm-hmm. here. Well, there you go. The Duke comes through again. So Eddie, did, like the Eddie, movie, it's hard. Eddie's trying to concentrate with all this uh, Bonton man, stuff. In I front just of want him. to talk about Bonton. <laughs> here's here's one more. As we got a, a minute or two. Yeah. Um, it is Groundhog Day, and of course the movie Groundhog Day, very popular with Bill Murray. If there was one day that you could uh, relive over and over again, what would it be? Or maybe the inverse, what's your, what's your worst day? Friday's from 7 to 8, Bonton coming in here, Eddie, and I just eat chowing down. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one, Duke. Oh, Eddie would, uh, you know, the day I met Laura Baker oh. would be, that's what I'd have to say after I, the day I met Laura. For yeah, sure. of course. Right. I mean, my <laughs> wife is listening. So the day she walked in my condo, but keeping it sports wise, for sure, it would be the Grey Cup mm-hmm. winning the Grey Cup. Oh, I would do that over again because I didn't even celebrate with my teammates at all because it was in Winnipeg. So I just went with my family and friends like to a huge family party and friend party. And uh, I didn't even celebrate with my team. I just took off. Mm. And I would do that over again. I would have stayed at the hotel and made everybody come and party with us and the team. And just because I've seen how so many guys do it uh, just via social media, and it would have been really fun to just spend the time with the guys and create more core memories. But Mm. 
Duke, he doesn't have one. Every day is Groundhog Day for him. No. Every <laughs> every day I'm in here is the best day of my oh, life. Oh, yeah. Is that a worse answer than the one you, uh, is, you yeah. just gave? Or you could just say, how, how are you doing? Second best day <laughs> of my life. You took the words right in my mouth. I was like, my best day hasn't happened yeah. yet. I'm still there waiting There it is. Uh, good stuff, Duke. When we come back, Mark Spector will join us from uh, Rogers Sportsnet on the mark for Booster Juice. Before that time for... a. Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. Watch the Super Bowl. Oh, boy, here we are. We're coming up uh, nine days away for the Super Bowl next Sunday at First Round, downtown on 104, right here in the mall that has it all. And you could uh, win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.